Hello, Tom Myers here. If you're like me and you've got a lot to say, a lot of stories to share, a lot of opinions to give, then listen up. I'm going to talk about something that's going to take your passion for podcasts to the next level. I'm talking about the 7 Million Bikes podcast course. This is the podcasting course you need. Imagine having the skills, the knowledge, and the confidence to create, produce, and grow a successful podcast. And you're not doing it alone. I'm talking about Neil Mackay, the podcast guy, founder of 7 Million Bikes Podcasts. He knows what it takes to turn your passion into a podcast that stands out. He's going to guide you through everything from podcast ideas that resonate to nailing that audio production and even editing your episodes like a pro. With 23 tutorials and over three hours of video content, this course is packed with practical tips, real-world examples, and everything you need to know to get started. Just $97 for a wealth of knowledge that'll set you up for podcasting success it's a no-brainer think about it less than a hundred bucks to unleash your creativity share your story and potentially even turn your passion into a profitable business people like ian payton who's taken the course launched their own podcast and already in the top 10 percent of podcasts worldwide and you could be next the seven million bikes podcast course is your ticket to podcasting greatness. Go to the link in my show notes right now and let's make your podcasting dream a reality. Hi, I'm A.A. Ron, the owner and producer of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. Bombing Run, the original comedy combat game show. It's an hour's worth of comedians clashing with their jokes. And soon to be released, Orbs Wacky World, a talk show with a twist. It will be a mix of comedy, unusual questions and music with orb as the host oddly funny productions we might be odd but we bring the funny to you that's a-w-d-l-y funny productions hey everyone it's me again if you're tired of listening to this show with all these ads in the way go ahead and subscribe to my patreon in addition to listening to this show without the ads you also get extended versions of these episodes and bonus clips as well doesn't cost that much you can get plans for as low as one dollar a month you can show the love and your support just go to patreon.com slash tom myers spelled m-y-e-r-s and subscribe and listen and enjoy today again that's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, and welcome to Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. A lot's happened since we've been on the air last. Donald Trump testified in court this week in his New York civil fraud trial. The judge accused him of campaigning from the witness stand when he was supposed to be answering questions. It must have been a surreal scene. Trump campaigning in a room with no Confederate flags or Nazi insignia. (laughs) There were still signs of racism and white supremacy in the courtroom, as the justice system still requires that police officers be stationed there. (laughs) (laughs) Mike Johnson is the new Speaker of the House. If the Republicans wanted to elect someone unassuming for the office, they've managed to do it. Mike Johnson looks like the type of person who would have to show ID before he's allowed at Christmas dinner. (laughs) Mike Johnson is the type of person who, if you took a photo with him, then when you look at the photo, it would be difficult to tell whether it's really Mike Johnson or a cardboard cutout. 
<laughs> now that he's speaker, he's going to have to negotiate things with the White House and with the Senate. He's going to have to negotiate aid for Ukraine and Israel and keep the government from shutting down. He's so conservative. He'll be there with Biden, Schumer, Hakeem Jeffries, even Mitch McConnell. They'll be trying to find solutions to these problems. And Mike Johnson will be going, now, before we agree to any terms, let's solve this pressing issue of playing video games on the Lord's Day. (laughs) The Republicans elected a speaker who is so religious that he can't even say he has a mandate because if one House Republican utters the word mandate, they'll be sent to Jesus camp. (laughs) And just when they had gotten used to using it, only when they were sure Lauren Boebert had left the room. (laughs) (laughs) The Republicans went from having speakers like Paul Ryan and Kevin McCarthy, who yearned for the days of Ayn Rand, to Mike Johnson, who yearns for the days when you could buy the latest edition of the scripture. (laughs) Elections took place this week in Virginia, Kentucky, Ohio, and various municipalities across the country. Now, I should say we're recording this episode on Tuesday night before the polls close in most of these uh, places. And the measures range from governor's races to abortion measures and legalization of marijuana. Basically, while everyone else is setting their clocks back one hour, some voters are celebrating the end of daylight savings time by setting their clocks back to the handmaiden's tale. (laughs) The Texas Rangers beat the Arizona Diamondbacks four games to one to win this year's World Series. It was an historic World Series as when the matchup was set, millions of sports fans Googled, who are the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Imagine being a team from Texas. You win the championship, and you're still so unknown that the Dallas Cowboys are more popular. (laughs) Stormy Daniels canceled a public appearance with zero notice. Coincidentally, zero notice was her nickname for Trump's dick. Oh, gosh. And that's how we end monologues with a callback, (laughs) as they say. So on that note, on with the show, please join me in welcoming... Gina Brown, Polite Kitty, and David Kay. <laughs> hey, Tom. Hello. Everyone, welcome back. David, welcome back to the show. Great to be here with you uh, yeah, on something, election day. Yeah. Uh, something something interesting uh, happened since you were last on the show. Uh, why, don't you, why don't you go ahead and tell us about it? I appeared on the Mike Huckabee show. I even yeah, got a cup. I'm wondering a mug. I got a swag bag. They gave me a swag bag. Yeah, but surely the stuff that's in a Mike Huckabee swag bag, you know, you already have. Like, Mm -hmm. like I presume you have a Bible, and uh, well, I don't know. I don't want. Yeah, that's all you need is a Bible because you can pray everything away. (laughs) Well, I Uh, I, there was a a Bible, my uh, my NRA application. Oh yeah, and uh, there were several. uh, several things that I shouldn't do. Uh, I couldn't do those things there. So, uh, um, but it was it was a very uh, bizarre uh, and uh, it was bizarre and it was amazing at the same time. As we, as you know, I do not. Uh, uh, I am not a um, a TBN fan. A TBN watcher i don't watch the trinity broadcast network 
Um, no. Uh, no, I don't. But, <laughs> but when they, but when I was offered the opportunity to be on the TBN network, on the Mike Huckabee show, when, when their um, uh, talent agent contacted me, I said, oh, well, my daughter is going to Kent State University and I still have to pay for it. So <laughs> sometimes you have to just let go of your moral, uh, uh, your your feelings and just go with where the money is. You know, I always say, you know, I always say the devil, uh, the, the devil's uh, check always clears. Leave it to Republicans to elect a House speaker named Mike Johnson, which sounds like he was named after a dildo, specifically <laughs> Specifically, the dildo that Matt Gates would use when the ecstasy wears off. <laughs> if you want to imagine Mike Johnson, then just picture Jack Shepard from Lost or Burn Notice actor Jeffrey Donovan and take away their personalities. <laughs> I'm fairly sure that once Mike Johnson was elected speaker, Democrats and Republicans muttered, oh, sweet Jesus, in varying tones for different reasons. <laughs> Things are so bad with the Republican Party now that if George Santos said he was sitting next to Lauren Boebert, during one of the speaker votes, and he said she gave him a hand job, he'd probably be telling the truth for once. <laughs> our country is in such bad shape at this point that even Russia and China are getting ready to hack our infrastructure, and they look at us and go, nah, <laughs> they're doing just fine on their own. Joining us tonight, please welcome Jess Feeney. Ah, thank you. Good to be here. So I imagine you have uh, you have quite a few opinions on the somewhat possibly rightward slant we're taking as a society. I think that, you know, this is a topic that's kind of evergreen, you know, like I think no matter what time you're living in as as anyone who's even remotely left of center in America, you're always going to be kind of nervous about like the tug towards the right. Um and I think that, uh, you know, we still haven't escaped some of uh, our, our roots as a country, which was founded upon, obviously, one, arguably two racial genocides. Um, and I don't know if, like, we've ever fully confronted that as a culture. I think that, like, we still keep thinking we can build on top of it and kind of cover it up. Um, and we've never really confronted the fact that in order to change it we have to kind of pull it out by the root but um yeah obviously there's there's a huge alarming push to the right right now and i think that um you know this one in particular you could almost you could like you could try and like trace the roots back i think that probably the election of barack obama um still has a lot of echoes people are still super pissed about that um but, you know, before that, it was, uh, you know, the Reagan era in the 80s and, uh, you know, the vilification of poor people and minorities using crack and AIDS. And then before that, you had the civil rights movement. And then before the civil rights movement, you had, you know, um, basically, I mean, it was a very different country, you know. But um, I, I think that basically since the country's inception, it's been a slow slog toward the right but it does seem like every time we make significant progress there's a 
there's a pushback. And I think that electing the first black president was kind of this monumentous achievement for the left. And just for, I mean, if you want to take politics out of it, just kind of for like humanity and equality. And obviously there's going to be pushback from that because uh, when you have a, a culture that's founded upon white supremacy, misogyny, uh, classism, you know, the people who benefit most from that and have benefited most from that for whatever the the long 200 years <laughs> that, our, that our country has existed. Um, anytime there's a perceived loss of power by those groups, uh, there's going to be anger and, and, and pushback. And I think that's, um, that's, that's true of all of these red waves, if you will. And it's, it's, it's true of this one now. Upon his election, it was time for America to get to know Mike Johnson. Although his first act likely would have been passing a law that said every bill must be written down on stone tablets and carried down the aisle by an aide dressed as Moses, he decided on the traditional method of a press conference, the head-bangingly dull result of which is presented here. I was reminded of the scripture that says suffering produces perseverance, perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. What we need in this country is more hope. The, the, the people have lost their faith in our institutions. The, 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 their faith is at an all-time low. And, and one of the reasons they've lost it is because the Congress, over the years, has not delivered for the American people well enough. We're in the majority right now. We've gone through a little bit of suffering. We've gone through a little bit of character building. And you know what it's produced? More strength, more perseverance, and a lot of hope. And that's what we're about to deliver to the American people. But, but we are ready to govern, and that will begin right away. You've all heard me talk a lot today, and I'm not going to belabor the point because the sun is bright and it's too warm for the fall. <laughs> but I'll say this. We're going to dispense with all the usual ceremonies and celebrations that traditionally follow a new speakership because we have no time for either one. The American people's business is too urgent in this moment. The hour is late. The crisis is great. In America, we hear you. He said the hour is late. This press conference was at three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I love when he was like, it's too hot for the fall. But he doesn't believe in any version of science and climate change whatsoever. <laughs> Clearly he does, because that was like total like tongue in cheek joke. Like that's I love when the veil slips because you fucking know. You know they're so full of shit. Like right. he knows. He knows. He was like, um, We've done we haven't done our work. That's you you're talking about. You yeah. person. He's like Congress hasn't done their work. Yes, you, you say I haven't done my work. <laughs> yeah, for three weeks they didn't do work. Right. And they, yeah. they brought that on themselves. For two years they haven't done work. And he so also like what what was this what he was saying that like adversity creates the opportunity for hope so we, we so people need to experience more adversity so he's literally gonna give people more hope by making it worse for them was that was was that his whole point i'm not sure i mean yeah, I guess. like I he was saying like if so like if so you can't have hope unless you're in a relatively yeah. hopeless situation so in yeah. order to to bring hope back to america we're gonna spread hopelessness like that was what i don't know if i completely misunderstood that but that's like what he was saying 
Congressional Republicans, now united behind a new speaker, are ready to return to uniting against accountability. As this clip of a reporter asking about Mike Johnson's involvement in overturning the results of the 2020 election shows us. Mr. Johnson, you helped lead the efforts to overturn the 2020 election results. Will you tell us? That anger only seemed like slightly less than than Southern people's reaction when they took whites only signs down off of restaurants. I didn't think that there were that many people who actually knew who he was. So I think that that's really nice to have all those people stand with him, because as soon as they said Mike Johnson, we were all like, who? Who's Mike Johnson? (laughs) (laughs) And, and he's the kind of guy that will uh, he's the kind of guy who would uh, say yes to uh, decertifying decertifying votes. He just kind of seems like this amalgam of like all of the bad things, you know, like he's got this like he seems like if you typed in white devil into chat GPT, like this is what it would spit out like Mike Johnson. Are you fucking kidding me? Right. Yeah, every every speech that he's ever uh, written uh, would uh, would come up uh, in chat GPT. It's a psychological thing. It's a game. It's playing chess. It's how can mm-hmm. we get this guy in these reactions? That's all it is. Mm-hmm. The media tripping all over themselves to put themselves in the path in the favorable light of a new Republican Speaker of the House is not a new phenomenon. Under its new conservative ownership, CNN is trying to dispel the assumptions that has, it has been a part of a vast left-wing deep state. Case in point, here is a segment of a speech made by Biden lamenting the loss of civility in political discourse and the summing up of said sentiments by Wolf Blitzer and former Maryland Governor Larry Hogan. And there's something dangerous happening in America now. There's an extremist movement that does not share the basic beliefs in our democracy. The MAGA movement. Not every Republican, not even a majority of Republicans adhere to the MAGA's extremist ideology. I know because I've been able to work with Republicans my whole career. But there's no question that today's Republican Party is driven and intimidated by MAGA Republican extremists. Their extreme agenda, if carried out, would fundamentally alter the institutions of American democracy as we know it. My friends, they're not hiding their attacks. They're openly promoting them. Attacking the free press as the enemy of the people. Attacking the rule of law as an impediment. Fomenting voter suppression and election subversion. Did you ever think we'd be having debates at your stage of your careers where banning books, banning books and burying history? Extremists in Congress more determined to shut down the government, to burn the place down than to let the people's business be done. As you know, Governor, it was taking place as President Biden today delivered a truly blistering speech condemning the MAGA movement. Uh, he, he called them extremist and dangerous, a real threat to democracy here in the United States. Is he right? Well, look, I've been probably more outspoken than nearly anyone in the Republican Party that I think the extreme MAGA wing is, is terrible for the Republican Party and bad for America. Um, I, I, we've already heard these same kinds of comments from the president. He made a, 
a speech that got a lot of attention already. I'm concerned about the same day, the first day of this impeachment inquiry, he goes to make kind of a partisan political posturing speech that repeats some of those things. I'm not saying, uh, you know, some of the things he, he said uh, weren't true. I, I appreciate the fact that he was honoring John McCain. Uh, but uh, look, it, he, I think the president should have shown leadership and been back in Washington trying to work together to resolve this budget crisis instead of, you know, it, it was playing politics. And if you're going to go all the way to Arizona, why not go to the border where we got a terrible crisis on our hands instead of just taking political shots at Republicans? Speaking as a Marylander, I can say that electing this guy, like it's not necessarily out of the realm of possibilities for Marylanders to self-harm. So we go ahead and have... We go ahead and have this guy as our governor for for eight years. <laughs> well, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what we were thinking. That, that, that I actually don't agree with Hogan when he said that um, uh, Biden should have gone to the border. I have a problem with that, obviously, where there's a situation down there. Um, I, I don't know what his, I think he was trying to play both sides at that time. I think he's known and everybody knows that he is a moderate and that he doesn't believe in this extremist faction of the Republican Party. So I think he heard himself saying that and Wolf Blitzer was saying, you've been known to, you know, so he had to say something that was typical Republican conservative sort of talking point, which was why did, wasn't he at the border? So I think that was just Hogan being playing both sides and making sure that um, he acts still like a true Republican. I, I lived in the state where he was my governor for eight years. And like, if I had to work for that guy, I could see going on a murderous rampage if I work for him. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> It's not often that a network like Fox allows dissenting views from a major political figure on live television, which makes this exchange between Sean Hannity and California Governor Gavin Newsom noteworthy. Energy independent. For By the, the way, first we're time more in energy 75 years. We are more energy dependent today. Look that up. It's a fact. And if you no, no, False. No, no, it's just factually untrue. Joe Biden what? is unilaterally I, disarmed. I encourage the people watching. Look I this up. Five point nine four quads. Google nine point five. Look at all the restrictions Joe Biden quads. has put we are on more oil energy and gas companies. Independent today under Biden. Pence doesn't know that. Your audience doesn't know that. More domestic oil production than any time in history. We're on pace this year. That's a fact. You guys keep making that up. No, we don't make it up. You're making it up. We're energy independent, and now we're we not. We are energy independent. No, we're not. Net energy no, exporters. No, we are not. Sean, this is going to be so much fun when this gets put back tomorrow. And war. Two, Go there. Look at all the other restrictions. 5.94 quads. That's the margin. It's the highest margin of net energy export in America's history under the Biden administration. Right. I did have a little fun, and for once you actually got back the to way, me. I can't I was, wait for PolitiFact tomorrow. It's going to be some fun. Politifact, I, why don't I you go to the I want you to show go to the Washington Post fact checker who right, needs to be fact Pinocchios then coming your you way. You get four Pinocchios <laughs> your way. All right. I mean, I think like the Democrats can really use more people like Gavin Newsom because he he, he goes on like shows uh, on Fox and has even opened up an account on Truth Social. That was Donald Trump's answer to Twitter. He has an account on there and he just trolls all of the posts on the on that site and like he's not afraid to he's not afraid to uh step into the lion's den says i, I in my own safe corner here on zoom 
think well, you do have, have to push back. Uh, and uh, yeah, we we definitely as a Demo uh, as the Democratic Party, we have we have um, yeah, I, you know, I I I agree with the when they go low, we go high. But you know what? If you if you really want to get into the trenches, you really have to push back at these at these uh, at what the right is saying. Um, I personally uh, started a I, and. Tom, you know this. I started the um, expel uh, expel Scott Perry, who's our Pennsylvania's tenth uh, district representative uh, uh, in Congress, uh, for his uh, for his trying to uh, decertify Pennsylvanians' election uh, Pennsylvanian votes in in the ballot in uh, 2020. And, and one of the things that uh, we decided to do was. Uh, on my Facebook page is when when uh, Republicans and uh, naysayers troll us, I allow them to troll. And then I just say, rather than troll us, why don't we just discuss this in a in a and you you find out what the facts are from us and you try to and and, and I try to I try to turn them. I, you know, I mean, it's it, it's it's what we have to do. You know, people people are just, uh, you know, when when people try not to, uh, when when we don't uh, communicate to each other, we're just letting them get more angry and angry and believe the 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 lies that they've been being they're being told by uh, by the by the maga maga people. I would also kind of clap back against that when we when they go low, we go high sentiment in that like if they're essentially changing the rules of the game that, you know, we're that is is being played like then we have to go ahead and play by their rules then, because unfortunately, that seems to be the only way they can that 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 they'll that that they can understand what we're trying to do. Yeah, well, we're we're already high. That's true. Like we don't have to go high. We are high. They they are low. You know, like yeah. I, yeah. I guess like unfortunately the means needs to justify the end. And if they insist on playing dirty for time immemorium, then yeah, we're, we're gonna have to do we're gonna have to do a Gavin Newsom and you know go on their platforms and talk over them. Tired of relying on cable news networks and pundits to tell you what to think? Me too. So let's delve into the dumpster fire of what was once known as Twitter and see what a new Elon Musk-backed site promotes as political analysis from none other than O.J. Simpson. Hey, X-World, yours truly. Unfortunately, uh, I'm going to talk about politics right now, about the debate last night. Uh, as I said before, I think everybody should be watching all of these debates. Uh, you should know who, um, who believes that they're capable of being the president of the United States. Well, last night, I got to admit, I was surprised by Nikki Haley. Uh, she showed a little fire, and uh, for the most part, I agreed with just about everything she said. And uh, um, so, so once again, I think she won as far as I was concerned. Pence was a little bit of a surprise. Uh, like most Americans, I appreciate uh, that he did the right thing on the 6th. Um, but I'm a Christian, just like he's a Christian, and uh, I think you're supposed to be able to separate church from state. Somehow, I don't believe that he'll be able to do that. 
Like he's criticizing someone for not being able to separate church and state. Like he couldn't separate between marriage and domestic violence. Yeah, how about separating your wife's head from her body? He's that oh he's a Christian? What? I'm so listen, all you have to do to be a Christian is say you're one. That's, that's literally true. that's, that's the true. one required. Same with Mike Johnson. He's like, Oh, I believe in the Bible. Really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, and they sure. kill people in the Bible. So, I mean, from that perspective, he's no different from any hey, other person. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Let's all grow beards and beat our wives. Cheers. Oh. <laughs> I, can't believe, I can't believe the juice is uh, is trying to become a, uh, a political pundit. It's oh, ridiculous. He's a Haley supporter, too. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, he went the sensible conservative route. Like if, if I'm Nikki Haley and like OJ Simpson says I'm full of fire, the last woman he liked, he murdered. Yeah. 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 Until, so he likes her until Nikki Haley picks a young, attractive uh, vice presidential candidate. Right. Then, then he's going to sneak into her bushes and chop her head off. Good Lord. <laughs> I, lo I love like how we're like, oh my God, OJ supporting a woman. Like what a, what an ally. <laughs> He's not supporting one. He's just picking his next victim. That's yeah, right. true. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Thanks. That's, that, that's enlightening. That yeah. really is. I have to know that now. <laughs> Wow. I provide a public service. That's, yeah. that's really all I do. That one. <laughs> to sum up, are we falling victim to a right-wing takeover of our government and media sources in order to placate the idea that liberals are dangerously close to controlling these institutions? Possibly. I was debating this just last week when I was getting ready to leave the studio after my appearance on Joe Rogan. <laughs> During my interview on Rogan, I was left disheartened. I wanted to cover important issues but all Rogan wanted to do was discuss how Facebook's back button started not working anymore and how it could only be fixed by what little horse dewormer was left after the latest round of coronavirus. And now he wanted to grind all of his supplements made by sponsors who keep his show afloat into a liquid and inject it into Mark Zuckerberg's arm just before his assistant Jamie sets up the cage fight between him and Elon Musk. It was only after the show ended the mics went off that I tried to explain to Rogan how the false equivalency of left-wing voices having their say and the views sponsored by foreign interference on the right are slowly making their way into our discourse, slowly bringing this country closer to fascism, the likes of which has never before seen in this hemisphere. Joe Rogan was looking at me intensely as I was saying this. At least I think he was. He was too busy doing his regular post-show manscaping regimen. The disturbing part wasn't that he was trimming his pubic hair with a device that is willing to hawk their services, it seems, on every comedy podcast but mine, but that he was, in fact, ripping his pubic hair out with a wrench while his assistant, Jamie, rubbed lotion mixed with ivermectin on his sore spots. Don't worry, he wore gloves. He's not weird. The image was disconcerting to me, so I turned my head only to see Nick DiPaolo waiting nearby. He was seated comfortably on a couch made up of the remnants of the compound that was destroyed during the Waco siege and pleasuring himself while looking at his phone, which featured deep fake porn of Ben Shapiro and Proud Boys founder Enrique Terrio. Does this story I'm telling have a point? You bet. We're fucked. And on that note, that's our show. 
I want to thank Gina Brown, Polite Kitty, David Kay, and Jess Feeney. Thank you, Tony. Always a pleasure, Tony. Thank you. This episode was written and hosted by Tom Myers with panelists Gina Brown, Polite Kitty, and David Kay, and guest Jess Feeney. Fee music, composed and arranged by Jeroen Vandenberg. Executive producers, Tom Myers, Matt Connerton for IPM Nation, and Eddie Carson for Odyssey Radio. Please leave a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast's Patreon for early access to episodes, extended episodes, bonus clips, and more. Thank you for listening, and please visit TomMyers.us. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. If you want to listen to more of this episode, go ahead and subscribe to my Patreon. There you can get extended versions of episodes like this one, as well as bonus clips. You can even listen to regular episodes without all these pesky little ads through which you have to fast forward. Doesn't really cost that much. Plans as low as $1 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Tom Myers, spelled M-Y-E-R-S. Show the love, subscribe, show your support today. That's patreon.com slash Tom Myers. Hi everyone. I'm Orb. I am not the official spokesperson for Ugly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y Funny Productions. A-A-Ron is tied up right now. Shut up, I'll untie you in a minute. Here at Oddly, we're producing some great shows. Bombing Run, where comedians compete to see who's Joker Ace. And Orb's Wacky World, a talk show with a mix of comedy, uncomfortable questions, and music hosted by yours truly. When you think of comedy, think of Oddly Funny Productions. That's A-W-D-L-Y, funny productions. Now, how do I get out of here? Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now.